Please listen carefully. everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Study Space Podcast, created by the UniPlan team. My name is David. And my name is Julian. And we'll be your hosts for today. Today we'll be discussing how to dominate your first semester of college. But before we start, I have to ask, Julian, what's inspiring you today? What's inspiring me today is a website, or, or rather a blog, I should say. Um, it's called Coding Sands, and it's at codingsands.com slash blog not sponsored, um, totally like unrelated to, to, to the UniPlan team. Um, the, the, I'm only mentioning them because they legitimately do inspire me. Um, their blog is uh, a blog that I read almost religiously because they write articles about engineering management, like specifically managing software teams like software engineering teams and being the founder of UniPlan and also the lead software engineer um, for the UniPlan team developing our app I have to lead like a fully remote team like a team that works entirely remotely like we don't have an office I wish we had an office but we don't have an office and um, you know they, they, they write a lot of articles about about being a mentor like being a good mentor, um, being a good engineering manager. Um, they teach me how to how to delegate, how to run my 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 team, um, and I read their stuff all the time. And they're always coming out with great readable content. And I try to employ everything that I learn in their their blog articles to 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 our team. So like one on one meetings. Um, and like the tools that we use to organize each other and such, like it's, it's stuff that I've learned from coding sands. So they're a great blog. They've inspired me. And, um, I mean, for the, for the new year, they released like an article about like a bunch of, um, a bunch of articles that they've written in the past, as well as a couple of resources on engineering management, um, just to start off the, the new year the right way. And that's what's inspiring me today. Awesome. Sounds like a great resource. Um, so what's inspiring me today, I guess, um, is being back home. Uh, so, I mean, as you guys may know, I um, am currently studying at Johns Hopkins, um, and that's on the East Coast. And I'm originally from um, Orange County, which is on the West Coast in California. Um, so basically the entire country away. And so it feels a little weird um, to be back. Like at least for the first few days, it felt a little weird. Um, but now that I'm back, it, it feels like it feels like um, I never left at all. And it's definitely nice to be back with friends, with family, um, <clears throat> just catching up with old friends and and talking to teachers. Uh, I visited my high school a few times, and I've just been you know sitting back, relaxing, and waiting for my second semester of college, which I know will be fun, um, but. I also know will be stressful, and so it's nice to have a little period in between to just sit back and relax. It's interesting that you feel like you haven't left. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, when I come back, because because I went to school away from home as well, um, uh, albeit not quite as distant as as you are. Like I mean, you're like mm -hmm. across the nation. I'm I just went upstate, right? So right. so I I went to school in the Bay Area. 
and which is uh, that's about six hours north of where we grew up. Um, and right. and every time I went back, it felt a lot different. Actually, I always felt oh, like really? yeah, because huh. Huh. Um, because there would always be like something different, you know, like like because um, uh, for for people who aren't like residents of of Garden Grove, uh, which is which is where we grew up. Um, uh, David, do you, are you aware that there's like that food area across the street from Garden Grove High School? Like that was never there before, right? Wait, there's a there's a food area. Yeah, it's like a oh. it's like a little place. It's like a and like it used to be an empty lot, and then they converted it mm-hmm. to be like a space for a bunch of small restaurants or stands huh. to, to set up. So what? Yeah, wait, so wait. I I don't know about this. Yeah, this you should weird. just just drive by the the yeah. the Garden Grove Regional Library. Mm-hmm. And it's there. It's yeah. on Euclid. Oh wow! Yeah, that's one thing that yeah. like was like super new. Like I was, I had no idea that was there, and that was definitely not huh. there the last time I visited. Um, I yeah, wasn't yeah. even aware that there was any construction going on there, so I was like, "Wow, that's weird." Um, and then that like little things like that always appear when I come back every like several months between semesters. I'd come back to Orange County, and I don't notice these things, or I, I notice them, and, and it's just like subtle changes, and it just feels different. But also, mm. it feels smaller. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can put it into words, but the city feels smaller. Yeah, after I, I definitely no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, going to Baltimore for a few months, Garden Grove feels very, very small indeed. Yeah, it's like very small towny, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah it's, I, I don't know. So, so it's interesting that you say that you f- feel like you never left because every time I come back, it's like wow, this is a lot different. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I never got over the fact that I uh, I was going to college uh, on the other coast because I don't know. It, I guess I maybe maybe that's a bad thing because um, perhaps I never felt really accustomed to um, my college and my college environment. But that's a that's a topic for another day, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, <clears throat> before we start the podcast, we have to define what dominate means because. Um, we're talking about dominating your first semester of college. So I think um, aside from doing well in your classes, um, which is what people usually perceive as dominating, like getting straight A's, um, we're also going to be talking about, you know, gaining skills, uh, maintaining your happiness, um, maintaining a high energy level, having good friends, uh, stuff like that, aside from academics, because I think it's important um, to dominate your entire life while you're in college, not not just, you know, the academic portion, because if you're miserable and you're getting straight A's, I don't think I would call that um, dominating or success either. I would think I would call that a failure, in fact. Yeah, it's it's very easy to get into the the dangerous um, stereotype mm-hmm. of like college students lead very miserable. I, I mean, like there's a stereotype for like the nerds or I guess like the really good students to be like always studying, always doing their homework, always in the library, always like head down in the books, right? And like zero right. social life. Like that's that's a that's a that's a trophy, right? It's like I have no social life, and that's like a good thing, apparently. Um, and and I can't agree with that. And that is definitely a stereotype for for many of like the high achieving students. Um, but I mean, you're right. right. Dominating your 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 academic career is not just academics, right? So yeah. I, I think I think today's podcast episode is going to be a a great one to listen to if you're if you're looking for something along the lines of like balance. All right. So I guess I'll start. Um, so obviously, I think it's important uh, to learn from both our successes and 
our shortcomings. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll briefly go over like some of the successes I think I had um, this semester. So um, I think my grades this semester are pretty solid. Um, I took a total of six classes. Um, two of those are actually one credit classes, so it's not as much as you think. It was only about 16 credits that I took in total. Um, yeah, I was and, about to say, sorry, I, I, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was about to say, I was like, whoa, six classes, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, six classes, but two of them, uh, one of them was a, a physics lab, so that was only one credit, although mm. it did take so much work. It, it, it's ridiculous how they call it a one credit course, but that class took like five hours every week, so not fun at all. <laughs> yeah, I had a computer science lab. I didn't consider it as like a separate class, because mm-hmm. um, like for intro, you had to have a lab like it was required to have a lab yeah. and then for calculus yeah. i had a workshop as well like a required workshop which is dumb right i, I didn't like that either yeah. um but i didn't count those as like separate courses per se but the lab definitely took a lot of time even though it was like one yeah. unit yeah and i was also in a project class i didn't do that much work for that class so i think it was fair that it was a one credit class hmm. um but so far i have it seems like i have two a minuses and three a's um two A minuses being in calculus three and in expository writing. Um, and I'm still waiting on one of my classes, which is introduction to electrical engineering. Hopefully I get an A in that, but uh, we'll see. That's odd. Um, uh, you're still waiting for grades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every 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 single one of my teachers, um, they put in their grades pretty early, like the first week after finals. Um, but then for some reason, my electrical engineering professor is just taking forever to grade. It's like it's been three four weeks already and he still hasn't finished grading them that's really weird yeah that's very suspicious um my university has a deadline for the professors to submit their grades yeah yeah, no no no. we we have that deadline too but no one follows it it's like 48 hours which is kind of ridiculous to be honest i think i give them fair game if they don't submit within like a week but yeah past a week like that's kind of ridiculous i don't know yeah especially with an army of tas no like it's yeah but um I think in that in that area, I think I did pretty well. I mean, I don't know if you would call like what is it, a three point eight four GPA I have right now, like a success. But I mean, I I consider it like a pretty big success for now. I consider um, it a success. Anything yeah. anything greater than like higher than average, I would consider yeah. that pretty good. Yeah, no, especially I think for engineering majors because we tend to tank because our classes are. I don't know if I can objectively say this, but our classes I think are harder than um, a lot of majors I yeah i mean i i would agree the engineering department <laughs> yeah. at my university is like notoriously hard yeah so and i think statistically that's just true as well um but and i also think in regards to skills i think i i did a pretty good job um this semester i i really went out of my way to find clubs to find research opportunities and, and things to really bolster um you know the skills that i already had and to, and to develop new ones as well so uh, for example, like I had already worked with Arduino and a little bit of Raspberry Pi in high school. And so when I came um, to Hopkins and I, I started you know, looking for clubs, I I had that skill ready and I was really t- ready to develop it um, by kind of applying it to projects that they had here. So Rocketry being the big example because they use Arduinos and Raspberry Pi all the time. And so I had a little bit of experience um, to come in and, and kind of work on uh, that project but that that was a lot there was a lot of stuff that i also didn't know um so printed circuit board design had no idea what that was and luckily i found a lot of great mentors that were able to guide me through the process um and teach me how to do it and so i think it is important 
during your first like semester of college to really go out of your way because no one's going to force you to do this stuff. No one's. In fact, I think people might even discourage you. They'll say, oh, you know, just take it slow. I've heard it a lot of times. Like, you know, it's just the first semester of college. Like, don't, you know, don't, don't go too hard and just, you know, focus on like transitioning into the environment. But I felt like that was, that idea was really depressing to me because, um, I think the reason why I'm going to college is to really learn skills to explore my passion. And so being told like, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I want to follow that or not. I don't know if you if you can relate to that. But um, I mean, we took d- different approaches to right. to um, our activities. I mean, I'm going to go over my stuff like after you're 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 done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you, you actively went out and sought out like activities and clubs, right. whereas my approach was more like, I'm going to, in my free time, I'm going to do my own mm-hmm. thing. I'm going to learn right. more skills outside on my own. Cause I'm the kind of person that prefers to be in the comfort of my own mind. Sure. Yeah. And so when it comes to my own personal development, being in a group, I, I, I tend to being in a group, I'm more likely to like apply what I already know instead of learning something new and learning something mm. new is definitely something that I do a lot better by myself. And the only instance where I would say that 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 doesn't apply is when it's like a it's like a like a there's a big topic and we split up the topic into several subtopics and the group like chooses uh, 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 a couple of subtopics to like be specialists about, and then we come together and we teach back what we learned. Like that's the only case where I would be able to learn in a group setting. Um, but I mean, like you sought out, and 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 that that is a testament to how um, you dominated your your first semester. Right? Is like is mm-hmm. is like it's not just getting a 4.0 it's going out there and like really living the college life that's like clubs organizations activities right it's not just about the grade it's about what you do at your university while you're there and i think that's that's great right yeah that, that was my approach to it and i think it's worth noting here that julian's a bit of an introvert uh i'm i think i'm more extroverted yep. um and so I think it's it's more comfortable for me to go up and like um, do a lot of group work to to learn a lot of the skills um, through groups uh, with, with a mentor stuff like that. Um, and in in my spare time, I actually do the opposite of what you do. So I actually develop the skills that I, ha- I have already learned um, in my spare time, and I feel like that works better for me personally. Um, but yeah, that's that's in the area of skills. I really went out of my way to take on these opportunities, and um, some people did the same thing that I did and they found success but some people did the same thing that I did and they didn't find success um so it's really um it's really a matter of like how much you can handle um and what's right for you because just because I did that doesn't mean it'll work for you definitely um I mean were you gonna say something yeah Yeah. I was um there's this thing called the survivorship bias um, right. and, and I don't know the technical definition of this term, but I, I gather that it's something along the lines of we read or we see a lot about people who are very successful, right? Like, like, like big name CEOs in the tech industry, like Tim Cook or Steve Jobs or um, uh, Bill Gates, 
and like Larry and Sergey, right? Um, right. And 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 we think that oh, in order to in order to be where they are, I need to act like they do. I need to wake up at four a.m. and send out emails, um, you know, asking for updates. <gasps> from asking for updates from um my employees i need to i need to be constantly working or i need to take like a two-week retreat to just like meditate and read and just be by myself and just be in complete isolation no tech and all that stuff you think that you need all of these things in order to be as successful as they are and the reality is that there's a bunch of other people who are um, successful as well and are like enormously successful, but they don't do those things. And we never read or see or hear or see anything about them because they, they prefer to stay low key. Um, but the, but the bias is that since we see so much of them and we hear so much about them and, and their habits and such, uh, we tend to believe that that's the only way we can achieve success. And that's certainly not true. Um, I mean, our, you, I, we already, you already have two examples, right? Like David, you uh, sought out activities and clubs and organizations to fill your time. I prefer to stay in the comfort of my own home and my own mind. And I learn and develop my skills through courses and um, personal projects, right? And your friends who, who, who perhaps took similar steps as you and didn't find as much um, success as, as you did... It, that I mean, that's all part of the college experience, right? That's the importance is that you you figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I mean, part of it comes down to like luck. Like if you just happen to land on something that works for you, then that's great. But don't fault yourself or don't don't make the mistake of thinking like, oh, I'm a failure because I didn't find as much success as my other peers. No, you just figured out something that doesn't work for you and so you just have to try something else right yeah definitely i think survivorship bias is is something that people don't really acknowledge enough because yeah a lot of these habits that that people have um they don't work for everyone and so you have to kind of come up with your own habit because i mean i know that if i woke up early in the morning i wouldn't get anything done uh but for some people that definitely works it and they're more energetic in the morning that's just because they're a morning person I'm more of a night owl myself and so I like to stay up later and that just works better for me because that's the time of day when uh, I'm at my best when I'm at my peak and um, yeah that's it that's just um, that's just a testament to how everybody has like it, everybody needs to adapt a, a different schedule yeah so aside from academics and skills I think I did find um, success also in finding good friends um, because I think my social life um, in the first semester I thought was going to be like really terrible. It's like, Oh, I'm going to this institution. Like I'm not going to find any friends. I'm going to be super antisocial studying all day, but that actually wasn't the case. And I actually found a really great, um, really good group of friends who I could really study with and, and hang out and, um, hang out with and, and just go out and talk to and people who share values that are, you know, similar to mine and people who have, um, really similar goals and ambitions and so I was really that that might have been um luck um because a lot of them were on my floor and a lot of them were in uh, my orientation group um but I think part of um part of that was also like my ability to maintain the relationships that I was able to form 
um, because I think that's more important in college um, than in high school because with all your different classes and everybody having such vastly different schedules, it's really tough to maintain contact with um, your friends or people that you meet. Um, so you really have to go out of your way to, you know, keep in touch with those people and and find time to hang out with them. Um, and that's something that I think I did quite successfully um, this semester. But I think that about wraps it up for the successes that I had this semester. And I'll go into um, some of the mistakes that I made in a second. But I'll let you go about um, and talk about your success in your first semester, Julian. Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, I-, I wanted to address a couple things that, that you said there. So um, you-, you said that you were like worried that you wouldn't be able to have a social life. And I think right. you're not alone in that sentiment. You heard earlier that David considers himself more of like you consider yourself more like an extrovert and and you're right, right yeah. and you're right in, in saying that I consider myself more of an introvert like that's totally correct I don't deny that statement at all I get super nervous when I get when I have to meet new people like you don't know the anxiety that comes over me when the professor's like okay this is the first day we're gonna get to know each other turn around and talk to the person next to you I'm like ah crap like I don't you know like I don't want to do this like I don't want to this is weird this is awkward and and I don't think you can do this kind of a mentality and like luckily I didn't have too many of those thank goodness because those let's be honest those are really really awkward but I too had the anxiety of like going to a school where I knew absolutely no one. You know, I went to school six hours away from my hometown and nobody there I knew. I had no family. I had no friends that were following me um, to university um, and I knew no one. So so it the the friends that I made in my first semester are actually the friends that I have today. Like they, they have been my friends and they've been actually like my very, very best friends to this day and all throughout my university career. Like they were my best friends and it all started from small talk. It really all starts from small talk. Uh, we, I, I sat not next to them, but I sat behind them, like b- back and then to their right. So like at their, at their, you know, at the corner. Um, and uh, uh, they were talking about the textbook, like, oh, like I bought the textbook, but I'm wondering if I got like the wrong edition or something. Cause there was, there was like the paper edition, there was the digital edition, there was like the older edition as well. And like, I hate that about textbooks how there's like 20 different editions for everything and they change every single year. And it's like really just the problem numbers that change and like not the actual text. That's another subject. But they were talking about the textbook and they're like, I'm not sure if I got the right edition. And then I just butt in. I was like, oh, like I got the digital edition and that's like the one that always stays up to date. So that's like the safer one to go to. And like, plus like, do you really want to carry a a textbook everywhere with you? And they're like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, And then that, that was like the beginning of the small talk. And that was the end of it for that day. But since I made that initial connection, it made it easier to to initiate small talk later on. And that's exactly what happened, actually. We had a fire drill at my university in the middle of our lecture. 
and I uh, that op- that forced us to go outside of the building. And this was the beginning of the semester, so it was like August, September. And in California, like yeah, that's fall time, but it's really hot outside during the beginning of fall. So you know that day because you you grew up here. The fall yeah months are actually blazingly hot here for some odd reason, and I hate that. But uh, anyway, it was really hot outside and I was like, wow, this is like super hot outside and they just happened to have a fire drill like right now. And then, you know, the people there were like, yeah, right. Like I agree. It's so hot outside. Why did they have to schedule the fire drill right now? Um, and, and yeah. And then after that, we just decided to sit next to each other because we had already initiated like several moments of small talk that we just decided it, it it's probably more comfortable and easy to just sit next to each other and then continue to talk there. And then we did that. And then now like we're best friends. Like Connie is like my best, best friend from university. We're in the same major. We took the same courses. We like hung out with each other and we're just like the best of friends. She's come and visited me several times in LA. Like she stayed in my apartment and stuff and, and we just have a great time and she's just my best friend. And that's coming from an introvert, right? Like it, it, I struggled greatly just initiating the small talk, but I want to highlight the importance that I was able to meet my very, very best friends in university just from a small bit of small talk. Like small talk might seem like really dumb and really awkward and just like really superficial at first, but you never know how great of a friendship you can get from something like that. And it just builds, you know? And and that's what I got was like a really great friend out of just a small bit of small talk. So that that's one thing I wanted to say about, about your meeting friends. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I actually, surprisingly, uh, I think um, a lot of the friends I made were actually through the same method yeah it's just actually interesting yeah no because then i think um i was in yeah i made some friends in my orientation group um just because they were talking about like where they were from i and two of them were from chicago and they were just talking about chicago and i i butted in and i was just like oh i'm from california and then from that day on they knew me as that one guy who butted in the conversation and and had to assert that i was from california which is the best state in the nation (laughs) and um from there yeah that's just where our friendships uh that's where they took off so yeah it's just small stuff like that leads into you know bigger bigger discussions which leads to i think ultimately friendship actually on that subject i so I didn't keep up with anybody from my orientation group except for one person. Um, oh, wow. And, and actually, he wasn't in my uh, my orientation group. He he just happened to stand in line next to me um, while we were trying to, like, go into orientation. He was standing in line behind me. And so then just, like, you know, it was, like, first day, like, on campus. Is like I felt like I had to make friends, so I just talked to him. And, mm-hmm. and, and and he was a chemistry major, so obviously computer science and chemistry, like, they don't align at all, except for, like, GEs, right? So, right. so and, and, like, I didn't have any GEs with him other than calculus. Like, I only had calculus 2 with this guy. And, and now he's also one of my best friends. Like, he helped, he actually, like, from that one interaction at orientation day, like, he only stood in line with me. He, he wasn't even in my orientation group. I actually don't keep up with anybody from my actual orientation group, which is funny. Um, but I, I do keep up with the guy that stood in line behind me, not in my orientation group. 
And that relationship led to so many things. He, he, he was the one who helped me um, realize that there was like a poster, like a research poster symposium for the College of Science at my university. And I wasn't mm-hmm. aware that that was a thing. Um, and I had already done research for my professor at my university um, the semester before. And he was like, hey, there's this like research poster symposium that we're holding for the College of Science. Like, I know you did research. Are you going to go? And I'm like, I didn't know that there was a poster symposium. And so then I told my professor about it. And she's like, yeah, actually, computer science rarely ever goes to the symposium. And we need more like representation at the the symposium because it's always biology and it's always physics. It's never like anybody else. So computer science should like hop in on that. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just make a poster about the research that we did last semester and then have it there. And so that relationship led to my presenting my research at that symposium to the public, to other faculty members from other colleges, and also to the dean of the College of Science. Like, he actually stood there. Yeah. So I met with a dean. His name is David Kaufman, Dr. Kaufman um, at at San Jose State University. I met him, and he actually stood at my poster, and he was like, go ahead and explain to me what you did. And, like, I talked about it. And he, I think he's, his degree's in chemistry historically? I'm not 100%. But I know for a fact it was not computer science. And so I was a tad worried. I mean, this is, like, a pretty big figure at my university, right? And so I was worried that my rambling about computer science theory and algorithms would bore him or, like, I would lose him. But surprisingly, he understood everything and his degree was not in computer science so i was just really taken aback that he was able to grasp the 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 gist of what i was trying to explain and i was like super impressed and he's like yeah let's take a photo and like you know shook his hand took a photo and that was that was sick that was cool and and aside from that he also helped me um, with my, my, I mean, the beginnings of the UniPlan project. So um, UniPlan started as like a class project that I just blew up into like my own thing. But in the class right. project, I wanted to make like a bunch of marketing materials because I wanted it to look like, or I wanted it to feel like an actual product and like a business rather than just a class project that, you know, you just do and you get it over with. I wanted to make it real. So in order to do that, I wanted to record like a really professionally done marketing video for the app. And and like you guys don't see that because it's actually like like really cringy. But the whole <laughs> the whole point is that I made it so that it, it you know it's it's like above and beyond, right? And and that was like my thing. It's like I went above and beyond the 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 parameters of the 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 directions and 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 the the project itself. And, and he, his hobby, the, the, the chemistry guy, his hobby is in photography and videography and he makes vlogs. He does photography. Um, he does video a lot as like his side thing, like his, his, his hobby. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, could you help me out with like the video and like audio? Cause I'm not like really sure how to do that. And he's like, yeah, totally. Just tell me like when you want to record and I'll come out and I'll, I'll help you record. I'll help you edit and all that stuff. And he helped me with my project. And we built like a really, really professionally done video, albeit the lines were really, really cringy and I don't want to show it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I watched it. <laughs> but it's really, really well like produced. Like the production value was really great. And I was super impressed at 
how well we were able to pull it off despite our very, very low budget um, setup. And, and, and I would not have been able to have that had I not talked to the guy literally behind me in line. So you really never know where relationships can take you and you never really know how little can lead to something so big, right? Like such an impact. So that's one of my social successes. Um, to, to hark back at our differences, um, you know, between, between uh, me and David. Uh, I'm an introvert. I prefer to stay in the comfort of my own home. I prefer to stay in the comfort of my own mind. Um, and so I was the kind of student that like head down in the books, study, study, study. So I got a 4.0 my first semester. Um, and, and what a smart guy. What a smart guy, Julian. <laughs> I mean, it, it's also because I was nervous about going out and like meeting new people because at this point at this point like i was like a new guy at like a big bigger university bigger school bigger student populations i was like really shy and really anxious so i just felt more comfortable staying at home and i had nothing better to do other than study because i didn't bring i mean i didn't have any friends i didn't have any reason to go out and so i just stayed home um i didn't have a tv so i guess that helped um i guess i did have my computer but I, I worked hard my, my first semester and I got a 4.0. So that's like my academic success. And the only yeah. thing about that is that like, I just allocated more time to doing my homework and to study. And it was also freshman right. year, which arguably isn't supposed to be like the hardest semester in the world. Um, so, so there's that. But, but the difference is that I, allo- I just had more time and I just chose to allocate more time to studying and doing my homework rather than joining clubs and joining organizations and, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. Also, I have to add, um, David, you dormed, right? So you lived yes, on, campus. on campus. Yes. Yeah, I lived off campus. So that also was like another thing, another reason why I decided not to join a bunch of clubs and activities and do like a bunch of things because the clubs were definitely like, would you agree that clubs and organizations are definitely more friendly towards students who live near or on campus yeah i agree they, they do a lot of night activities and so um once you like kind of leave the campus you really don't want to go back like yeah. at night just to do that one club thing yeah i mean it, it's if you really care about it you would but it's just a waste of time um and a lot of my commuter friends have that same problem where like oh these club meetings are at like 8 p.m at night because that's what works for everybody since nobody has class at the time but it's a it's an inconvenience for them because they're like oh crap I gotta drive all the way back which is like a thirty minute commute in some cases and yeah it's really not worth the time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's not fun and and I wasn't about to drive back to school after I left it because I had mm-hmm. I had been taking like calculus which calculus two which is notoriously hard at my university. Um, I don't know about your... You didn't take Calculus 2, right? So you, you know, I did do you, not take Calculus do you, 3. Do you talk to like students who take Calculus 2? Like, do you know it's hard Oh, or yeah. Not? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, funny story. I had a few friends who took Calculus 2. They took Calculus BC in high school. But in order to pass out of Calculus 2, you need a 5 on BC. And luckily, I got a 5 on BC, so I was able to pass out. But a lot of people got 4s. And so, they were forced to take Calculus 2. And, and some actually took Calculus 2 just to boost their GPA because they're like oh you know like this should be an easy class I took math in high school this will be a piece of cake 
no, that class was apparently ridiculously hard. And I looked at the stuff they were doing too, and I was like, are you sure this is calculus too? Like, I, I, I don't remember seeing this ever. And it was just on a whole different level um, compared to calculus BC. And I guess that's just that's just how uh, college math is because I don't know if I don't know if you agree with me, but I think our calculus teacher in high school is really good, and he simplified things to a level where like I think most people would be able to find success if they put the effort in. Mm-hmm. But college professors um, are not as good at teaching, and they overcomplicate things a lot of times. And you know, it's it's sometimes it's for a good reason, like um, to have a more theoretical understanding of stuff. But holy, like I was looking at these problems, and I was just like, whoa! I would never be able to do this if I was like in calculus BC in high school. It's just that much harder, right? But it's also a time problem too, because you're teaching this in the, a quarter or a, like a semester. You know, yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. our calculus. Or our calculus class in high school was like a year. It was a year, yeah. So, I mean, calculus two at my university, I was taking calculus two because um, I didn't take BC mm-hmm. in high school. I only got up to AB. Um, yeah. and, and calculus two was so hard at my university. It was like a new topic every day. And there was just no time to ask questions mm-hmm. about the previous topic. It was right. just like, all right, today we're going to learn about like, Riemann sums and then the next day immediately into derivatives it was just like Riemann sums into derivatives whereas like I don't know like in AB in high school we did Riemann sums for like a month before we got to like real derivatives you know so uh it was just like it was like one topic after another it was just didn't stop and like you you know how like ordinary I want to say like traditional college classes like you you get like every other day right it's like monday wednesday friday or like tuesday thursday right calculus two at my university was an hour every day oh yikes it wasn't every other day it was an hour every day and it was a new topic every day oh and then every day since it was a new topic there were more problems to do every single day and it just didn't stop and so, so that was like, that took a lot of time actually, like doing all the freaking calculus problems. And like, I needed to do mm-hmm. the calculus problems because otherwise I would not do well, you know? So that was part of the thing. And, and I, 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 I truly believe if I didn't allocate time to do homework or study, like I probably would not have gotten an A in calculus too, which would have been really embarrassing um, as like a computer science student. Like math is sort of like a big deal in computer science. And, and to get like a low grade in math is like, ugh, like this, like, do I really, can I really do this? You can, trust me. Like math isn't that huge. It's important, but it's not like monumental to a bachelor's degree. If To a graduate degree, maybe, but to a bachelor's degree, don't sweat it. Um, but, but, but yeah, like at the time I was like, I need to get an A. So I really need to like head down in the books, study. So that's part of it. Um, so, I mean, other than that, I successes oh i i um i went through all of that with a part-time job at my university library so not only was i studying but i was also working Mm -hmm. um part-time at my library and that was like my first um my first real like job i guess um and it was and i really loved that job actually um i I know a lot of people talk about how they hate their part-time jobs it's all about mentality it's all about attitude and my attitude was that I'm working in like a service job. Like I was working at, at, at the university library as um, like somebody who worked at the desk or somebody who, who put books back on the shelves or who helped 
um, who helped library patrons, like how to use a computer, how to print, how to check out a book, how to look for a book, you know, or how to do how to do uh, research for a paper, right? Like I helped students right. and, and and regular library patrons how to do this. So I would consider it a service job, like really, it's a service job, and and that taught me a lot about breaking out of my anxious shell about talking to new people. Um, and it also, it also, since it was a service job and I I was talking, I I was in the eyes of the public all the time, my mentality was like, okay, I'm not only a representative of the library because I work here and I'm talking to the customers, but it's also the customers are getting a look into my attitude and like my, um, outlook on life. And so I don't want them to think like I hate my job because one of the things that I hate the most when I go out in public, and this is the reason why I don't like going out in public to like stores and stuff is because when I come across somebody who doesn't like their job, it sort of sours the experience of shopping for me. And like, I don't know if that's rude to say, but, but it really does sour the experience for me when I get the vibe that you don't like your job or like you're not having a great day. And I realize that not every day is perfect. Like you're allowed to have bad days, but, um, but when that happens, it, it, it's, it's more important that, that you don't let it affect absolutely everybody around you, especially like, you know, to the public, to people that you're serving. And so, so I went in with that mentality and so I always really liked coming into work. I, I, I felt like I needed to be peppy. I felt I needed to be happy. And um, I was interacting with these customers. And that really broke out of my shell in terms of like meeting new people, which is great. And working at the library, like, like, like life hack, let's be real. Working at the library is probably one of the most advantageous things you can do for yourself. Like if you can get a job at the library, that's great because especially if you work at the desk, you can study while you're working when there's downtime and you're being paid to literally do your homework. That's what I did basically was when I had desk hours. I mean like not all of my hours were at the desk. Some of the hours were like putting back books onto the shelves because somebody has to do that. And that was me. But when I had desk hours, I mean, it's a university and pretty much everybody knows how to use a library. So I didn't really have that many questions to answer. And so I just sat there doing my homework and I was studying and I mean, I was being paid for it. So I'm not going to argue against that. So that's a life That's a big perk. (laughs) Yeah. And not only that, but you also get the real value of like knowing how to navigate library resources like super fast. Um, And that was super helpful. You know, like a lot of students actually came in not to ask questions about how to use a library, but they were asking questions about like, how do I search for um, peer-reviewed articles to write my term paper? And I was trained in how to do that. So, so that training led to my being able to do that work on my own without having to ask somebody else for help. And that just allowed me to finish my term papers faster. So if you can get a job at the university library, do it because it's very like the perks are great in comparison to like other jobs. So that's life hack. Um, Let's see. Uh, did you want to talk about like your shortcomings? Because that's probably oh. going to be it for my my like first semester successes. Oh wait, didn't you get like eight hours of sleep your first semester? Oh yeah, is, is that? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely a success. Yeah, I mean, I got eight oh, hours mm-hmm. of like six to eight hours, so not eight hours every single day, but and actually, like preface, I still do that today. Um, so, so, so I've kept it up not only like throughout my entire university career, but I also keep it up now. I yeah. always make it a thing to have six to eight hours of sleep, minimum six hours, but usually about seven, mm-hmm. usually every night. Um, and, and I got that much in my first semester and like throughout my entire university career, I got that much sleep. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess that would be a success too. Yeah, so that's that was one of my mistakes or shortcomings in my first semester. I I don't know if you know, but I, I had a pretty terrible um, sleep schedule. So I was like going to sleep consistently like 3 a.m. every day. Now, given I, yeah, given I, I usually woke up at like 9 because my classes were then. Um, sometimes like 8. So I get like 5 to 6 hours of sleep on average, which is probably not good yeah, at all. Yeah, not great. Um. And I think it definitely wasn't the right amount for me because I was going to class and I was like, in my first lecture of the day, I would always be like really, really groggy and just like, oh God, I don't want to like pay attention. I was just counting the minutes until like the next lecture. And so that was really, I think that was really bad. (laughs) And it was definitely a mistake on my part. And I guess, uh, I guess that's, that's some advice to you guys because I know, um, even though I was able to like learn a lot of skills, a lot uh, able to do a lot of stuff, like it really cut into my like sleep time, and so um, I think it is good if you if you really like value your sleep to not do too many activities. If that's if that's um, how you're gonna work, I it, personally it was fine for me because I think I have a okay ability to like self study, and so. Um, my like not paying attention at lectures was okay because I compensated for it with like lots of textbook reading and and lots of independent practice Um, but if you're someone who is more of an auditory learner or like you just learn a lot better during lectures um, you want to make sure to get that sleep in Um, and I think aside from uh, my club activities and my research and whatnot a lot of that time was just because of procrastination Um, and Procrastination is something that obviously everybody deals with, um, but I was not very good at dealing with it my first semester. And I think that's just because um, going in as a new student, you are finally free from your parents and you're like, oh my God, you know, no one's watching over my shoulder. Your roommate doesn't care. Your RA doesn't care. Like no one cares if you're studying or playing video games. Like it really doesn't matter to them. And so um, you kind of have this like independent experience. And so I was going on my phone a lot. I was watching a lot of YouTube. I was doing a lot of things that I could have been, um, that I could have been using to like instead study. Um, and I think that was definitely like one of the, the shortcomings I had during, during the first, um, first semester of my college career. Um, just too much independence and that led to a lot of procrastination. Um, and I think, that ended up kind of like lack of sleep ended up um like snowballing into lack of energy like i already mentioned um and it's not it's not just like at the beginning of the day that's throughout the day because i think um like if you don't get enough rest um during that one night you're the entire day you're just gonna have moments where you're like oh i'm super tired i just want to take a nap or like i just um i just want to go to bed right now and then that that ends up leading to you um, not being able to sleep at night, and that causes 
a lot more problems. I know you didn't have the same problem, but uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the mistakes I had. Yeah, yeah. I, sleep is very, very important to me. I, I, I used to schedule it, and now it's like just part of my routine. Like I always get to bed at X time. Very, very, very seldom do I like land on closer to like the six hour range. And if I do, it's usually because I'm like engrossed in like a, a, a TV show or like a, a YouTube video or like a book I'm reading. Like I'm currently re- reading Mistborn. It's a series by Brandon Sanderson. And it's a fantastic fantasy novel that I've been reading. And, and I've lost track of time reading it. I'm like, oh, crap. It's like 11 and I got to get up at 6. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like... You lose track of time sometimes, uh, times, and 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 that's fine. But you always have to make it a note to yourself that sleep is important. Yes, it takes time. I it, it you might get the impression it takes time away from you, but it's more of a trade. You're you're trading time for additional energy, whereas if you use up time. Um, in order to get a grade, like, yes, that might work in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to have less energy and that means less cognitive ability. So, so in the end, in the long term, you're actually going to be worse off academically if you let go of your sleep. And like, I realized that, and this is something that I really had to come to terms with in my freshman year. This was definitely a challenge. Like I didn't just come to be able to like get six to eight hours of sleep because that's definitely not what happened in high school. Let's let's be real. Um, I had to really come to terms with the fact that if I didn't finish something, like even if I worked all day on something and I didn't finish at night such that. I would if I were to continue working on it, I wouldn't get six to eight hours of sleep. I had to come to terms with the fact that it's okay. There just was not enough time in the day, and I'll just turn this in tomorrow incomplete. You really have to come to terms with that. And I realize that that's like that's not that doesn't sound good, right? Turning in incomplete right. work, right? Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But trust me when i say that is all that is very usually the right choice because because sometimes professors assign an unrealistic amount of work and it's just not possible to get it done like yeah that might be a possibility rare but it's a possibility the other thing is that if you take time away from yourself from your sleep to finish that work Yes, you'll get mm-hmm. it done, but you have less energy yeah. and it's just like a, a rolling snowball down a hill where you just have less energy every single day you do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I think that's what our chemistry teacher in high school said. She said all the time, like, because she knew that we weren't getting a lot of sleep and she was like, yeah, I just turned in like an assignment, like incomplete. I, I totally understand that. Um, although I don't, I'm not sure if she did because she did reprimand a lot of people who didn't turn in complete assignments. But no, I definitely think that's um that's that's one of the mistakes that I made. Um, I have this mentality of like, if I have if I set like, if I set my eye on it, then like it'll happen. Um, and yeah, it did. And I always turn in complete assignments, and usually they were done pretty well. But I sacrifice a lot of my energy for that. And so, 
that caused problems uh, sometimes on midterms. That caused a lot of problems. And so I think it is beneficial sometimes to just take a temporary loss and um, be able to finally like solve the permanent problem of like, oh, I'm not managing my time well or professors are just deciding too much. So let's just like, let's, let's just not, um, let's just not like spend all, all my effort trying to finish something that's really, really unreasonable. It's also worth noting that uh, for my finals, I pulled like two on nairs in a row. You're probably going to hate me Ooh. for this. Uh, <laughs> you're probably going to be like, whoa, David. Yeah, no, but I, um, so my, funny story, my cousin Amazon Prime me a whole case of um, Monster Energy. And so that really tempted me to pull all-nighters, and I actually did uh, for calculus. Now think about it, it was kind of a good thing because I didn't understand as much as I thought I did, and so I was able to really like get a lot of knowledge down in one night. Although I'm not sure how much I retained of it because, like, oh, man, when I went in the next day, I was really, really tired during the exam. Luckily, I knew everything, but like I was so tired. I was so, so tired. And then after the exam, I just kind of like collapsed onto my bed, took like a three-hour nap, and then I had another, another exam the next day. So I just pulled another all-nighter and just like okay. And so I studied for electrical engineering the entire night. And I don't know how I did that exam. I think I did okay, but like, yeah, not worth it. Not worth it, guys. Just want to say that. Yeah, yeah, don't don't pull all-nighters. I never once pulled an all-nighter in university. Oh, wow. That See, that's incredible. See, you're already you're way ahead of me, yeah. Um, also, I think one of my shortcomings, um, you mentioned attitude as a, a service, like, employee. Yeah, like working um, in the service, like in a service right. job. Yeah, I think that's also important to th- take into account when you're a student, attitude, right? Um, I didn't have the best attitude i think as a student this semester i think my friends can all attest to that because i was very very negative i was always like that one kid that was like oh my god you know i'm so i was always complaining i spent i think i think i think i spent more time complaining about the classes than i did actually (laughs) doing some of some of the assignments for these classes and it was just yeah no it was um i think i had a really negative negative attitude towards my classes and it made me a lot unhappier i was able to get over that like i'd say around halfway through through the semester um and part of that was just because like i found stuff that made me a lot more fulfilled and i was just like oh maybe i realized realized like the greater purpose of doing these classes and these problem sets and whatnot but for a very long time, I had a very negative attitude about school, and that was not good for me. I don't think that was good for anyone around me because they were tired of hearing it. And um, it's really important that you like look beyond um, like what you currently have to deal with. Um, it can seem pretty hard like when you're in the midst of things to look past that. You're like, oh, all I can think about is like, is is this problem set and how much pain it's causing me? But um, think about the long term, right? Because I think especially when you're in a field that's really difficult, like computer science engineering, um, there's a lot of delayed gratification. And so it's it's really important to uh, to look past your, your current struggles and look into the future. I don't know yep. if you would agree with me on that one. No, nope. yeah. fully agree. Fully agree. Um, delayed gratification, learn to like it, learn to seek it. And learn to get away from instant gratification, um, right, because yeah. because 
I'm going to be honest with you. Delayed gratification sucks when you're waiting for it, but when you get it, it's so much more satisfying than hundred times better instant yeah. gratification. And like, yes, I will one hundred percent agree that it sucks waiting for delayed gratification, but the payoff is very, very good, very, very good. Um, and, and and there were times where I know that I say this a lot. Like I graduated in three years, and like I like to say that because that's like my thing. Like I graduated in three years, right. but. There were times where I seriously considered giving up on that goal. And there were mm-hmm. a lot of times where I justified it in my head. Like, it's okay to give up on that because normal students get out on four years and then the national average for graduation is five years anyway. So, like, if you're graduating on four years, you're technically, like, faster than the average. You know, like, I was making those excuses in my head. And then even more logical conclusions like occurred in my head. Like you're interning at NASA at the same time as you're going to school. It's okay to take things slow. Like if you take more time, then you have more time to intern. You get more experience and then you can land a better job when you graduate. Like I was just making all these conclusions in my head. And then I thought back like my goal, my, my reasons, my why for going to this university was so that I can accelerate my education and I can start my career like sooner. And that was more valuable to me than having more time to get this one small stage of my life done. And some might call that like, that's such a waste. Like you could have been, you know, enjoying your early twenties for an extra year. You could have uh, not had to pay bills. You could have not, you know, had to worry about getting a job or like being an adult, whatever that means, you know, like not have to worry about all of that. And the reality is that the reality is that I might be weird and I might be an outlier for saying this, but I, that's what I wanted. I wanted that. I wanted to be an adult. I wanted to contribute. I wanted to be part of society. I didn't want to be marginalized to like, oh, you're a student or, or, oh, you don't have a job yet. Or, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not ready for, for, for the, the real world, whatever that means. I didn't want that. I wanted to be like productive. I wanted to live my own life and university while it was very fun and very enjoyable. And I would totally do it again. Um, I mean, technically I am doing it again cause I'm a grad student now. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to live my own life and university didn't allow me to do that quite yet. And you might argue that like, yeah, a job will replace university for your shackles. That's true. But let me tell you the satisfaction of going to work and then coming home and then leaving your work at work is so great. And while you're in school, that seldom ever happens. Like, can you agree? You go home and you still have work to do, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's why it's, it's called homework. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you escape you, that at work. Mm-hmm. You escape that when you go to work. You just, your work stays at work. Unless you're like a doctor who's like on call and you have to bring your work home. Like, that's obviously an exception to the rule. If you're like a nurse and you got to be called into the office like or to the hospital, like, that's a thing. That's fully valid. But when it comes to like working in an office, your work stays at work. And I love that. And that allows me the freedom in my head, at least, 
do what I want. All right, definitely. Um, so I guess that kind of sums it up for my shortcomings. That's a lot less than I thought. Uh, I might be able to think of some later, but I guess uh, for now we'll go to you and, and talk about some of your like shortcomings during your first semester. Yeah, so, so some shortcomings. Hmm, let's see. I wasn't as social as I oh, wanted yeah, to be. You, you remember, yeah, you already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't join as any clubs, actually. In, in my entire university career, I never joined any clubs. I joined one organization, which was MEP, which is an acronym on an acronym. It's MEP stands for Mesa Engineering Program. And, and oh, the reason yeah, why I joined yeah. it is because Mesa, like Mesa is a big part of my high school career. Um, and and I wanted to continue yeah. being involved in Mesa. And, and so I joined MEP and through MEP, I was able to judge the Mesa competitions. So when I was once a competitor in the Mesa competitions, I became a judge in the Mesa competitions. So comes full circle. So I did join that and I did do that, but that wasn't, that wasn't, um, that wasn't out of a need to be social. It was more of like, I wanted to continue my involvement in this organization that I've been involved with for a long time. So, so that was that I was the kind of student that you finish school and you immediately go home instead of, I mean, I guess this goes into like the socializing thing. I didn't stay on campus to like mm -hmm. hang out or anything. I I don't really blame you for that. Um, I think it's more of like a problem with commuting in general, but I I guess it it, might have benefited you to stay on campus a little longer and, and socialize, interact, do things outside of school. But I mean, I also didn't, I I wasn't aware of like any of the, the like places to go where my university was. I mean, my university is in the downtown metropolitan area of San Jose. So, um, there's like a bunch of spots like everywhere. It's It's like a sprawl. It's like a, like a dense place. Right. So, um, I didn't know like where to go. Like I didn't know where to get like a boba drink or like coffee. Um, and so, so when, when, when I did get to socialize with friends, they'd be like, where do you want to go? And like, I honestly have no idea because I've never gone anywhere around my university. I just go to school and then go home. And aside from like the, the lack of social, um, life from doing that, like just going to school and immediately going home. The other thing is that I felt less of a connection to my own school, which is something that I definitely wanted to change because, in high school, I definitely did not feel a connection to my high school. I didn't feel like I loved the school. I didn't feel like it was home. I didn't feel like I loved the school so much that it's like, you know, like it's, oh, it's wow. like, yeah, I didn't feel a deep appreciation huh. for our high school. So if you didn't get that vibe, David, that, that's yeah. definitely the sentiment that I held in my heart. I just didn't like the school. I didn't appreciate it. And it definitely, I, I just don't feel when I think about high school at our high school, I have very few good things to say about it. And the only good things I have to say about it is Mesa. <laughs> so, oh, wow, man. That and, like, is, and, and the teachers, that the teachers rough. are amazing. The teachers are amazing. Um, but, but, but uh, there are many, many, many things about the high school that I deeply dislike and I will complain about it until the end of days. And knowing that, I wanted to change that for my university. I wanted desperately, desperately to love my university. I wanted to be able to like, because everybody always talks about like, 
you you like four years like one of your one of your best years in your life is like college right like like oh like I always think about college and like I want to go back there and like I want I wanted to 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 have that sentiment as well I wanted to love my school I wanted to be more more spirited let's say like in high school I never sang the alma mater I never liked going to sports events I hated going to assemblies um I hated anything that had to do with the school or like supporting the school I hated doing that and I wanted that to change in university. I wanted to go to games. I wanted to support the school. I wanted to, you know, love the school. And going to school just to immediately escape it and go home didn't allow me to do that. And if there, Dang. and I, I, I seldom ever say I regret something that I did in the past because I'm, I'm the believer of like I'm where I am now because of the choices I made in the past, and I actually really like where I am right now. Um, so, so I'm the kind of person that like, I don't regret anything, but if I had to pick something that I regret, um, doing in university in my first semester, it was that I wasn't more involved in my university community. And thus I continued the trend of not having a deep love for my university. Perhaps I don't hate it. As much as I do high school, but I don't love it either. I'm very neutral about my university. I mean, I like my university and I love the professors there, but I don't feel very spirited and I don't feel a deep love for my university. And that's something that I definitely could have changed um, in my first semester at the university. So that's, I guess, one of my major uh, setbacks that I definitely wanted to change, but didn't get to that at that point oh wow that, that that's really interesting see like i actually liked our high school um probably you can probably tell because i was in men's league um but yeah no i actually actually quite enjoyed our high school i, I enjoyed my high school experience i mean there are some things that i don't i didn't like um one was some of the people were not the best i'm not gonna name names or anything but um and then i think just like the environment wasn't the best. I always felt really unsafe on campus. I don't know if you felt the same thing, but like I remember in middle school coming into our high school and I saw all these articles. Like the only articles I could find about this school were just negative, like fire starts and like armed armed gunman like walks into the school, like oh, this kind yeah. of stuff. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know about this one. Um, that kind of stuff. And I mean, there were... Um, definitely a lack of opportunities. Uh, I think you'll have to agree with me on that one. Like, yep. No APCS. From, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Aside from, actually, I, I was going to get that, um, I was going to get that like petition for, but that never came around. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I still could, but I don't know. Um, we'll see. But yeah, no, definitely lack of opportunities. And that's one of the things I love about my college. Also, one of the things I hate about my college Um well, not I hate is a strong word. One of the things I dislike about my college is there are so many opportunities you don't know which ones to pick. Like, you'll get flooded with emails every day. And a lot of those opportunities are kind of irrelevant. Um, some of them are relevant, but a lot of them just don't apply to you. And it's just like, why are you sending me this? Because, like, it's just there's just so many opportunities flowing through that my even my electrical engineering department does not have the time to filter them out. So I will get a lot of stuff that's only intended for, like, graduate students so I open something up like oh this is robotics like robotics fellowship and you know it seems really interesting and then I look at the requirement and it's, and it's like 
graduate student in the electrical engineering department. I was like, oh, like, why do you guys send me this? But that's one of the things I, I like about college um, is they have so many opportunities. And it's it's really good because you don't ever have to really worry about like um, not being able to find stuff because there is something for that. And if there isn't, you can just start it yourself and the university will likely help you by allocating some funds to you, you know, helping you get in contact with some like corporate sponsors and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier for you to get involved in college, I'd say. It's just um, the like making the effort to actually participate in that um, is harder than it is in high school. Um, but actually, I mean, on that statement, um, yeah. in, in terms of like getting emails about like extra opportunities and such Mm -hmm, that's one thing that added to the fact that i didn't feel a great love to my university and i I don't fault this on the university specifically because my understanding is that Mm -hmm. administrative offices in any university are gonna be bad right like like, would you say like your advisors are pretty bad and like the people who help you fill out papers and stuff are like Mm. generally pretty bad yeah, I mean, there's one advisor that I really like, but she's like a special advisor that the school specifically picked out to do like a trial program for. And that's why she's kind of like more personalized for me. So I like some of the advice that she gives, but like the my my faculty advisor and just the the like administration is not very good, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think administrative offices are like bad, like at every university. I have yeah, yet to find yeah a student that like really love their administrative offices so i i feel no remorse for saying these words um my the administrative offices the advisors at my university are just bad like period bad yeah um and and if we're, if we're gonna talk about setbacks and and successes one success is that i definitely took the time to do my own research read the policy read the paperwork and like read up about as many deadlines as I could like the fine print about as many things as I could possibly could and understand so that I can form my own like schedule or like uh uh, advising I should say and the only reason why I went to advising was because it was required for me to go in order to in order to register for the next term um, and so all I did was just show them what I found and they just looked at it and they were like, yeah, this looks okay, but there's like one small issue. So there's always like something wrong with my schedule or there was always something wrong. The, one, the, this is what I was going to. Every time I met with a, an advisor at my university, something was wrong. Like something was always <laughs> wrong. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know yeah. why this is because I went to every single time I went to an advisor, it was always a different person at like a different level. So it was like, at first it was like a general advisor. And then it was like a general advisor within the college of science. So they, they handled all the science students and then it became like a computer science advisor. And then it became a faculty advisor for the computer science department. And, and so like every single level of this step. And then eventually I got to like the department chair who like signed off on my graduation paperwork. Every step I, was met with some retaliation for lack of a better word some issue with something in my schedule or the classes I picked out and I hated that because I was just like why after meeting so many people to talk about my schedule and my graduation plan could there still be something wrong 
Like, I don't understand that. Um, and that's something that definitely soured my experience in university. While I consider it somewhat of a success because I got ahead of myself, I knew all the deadlines, and I turned in everything well before deadlines, um, and I was aware of a lot of, like, fine print policies, I still, I, I, I guess it still wasn't enough. So I still missed out on a lot in terms of, like, things I could have done to ease my schedule a little bit. Like, for example, linear algebra at my university was impossible. Like, it was really, really tough. There was this professor. He was, like, ancient. He was retiring. And he was really, really tough. Like, very, very hard on his students. I found out after taking the course that I could have taken linear algebra at a community college, transferred it up, and like since linear algebra is considered upper division of my university, I would not have received the units for the course. However, completing at a community college would have satisfied the requirement. So all I needed to do after doing so would be to just take another um, upper division course to like get the units. All they needed to do was get the units. Like, like I could have gotten like another CS elective, for example, to fill up the units instead of taking linear algebra at my university. Didn't know I could do that. I only found out until like after, you know, I got my grade and I was like, ah. Yeah. So. Dang, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, small things. Usually my complaints about my university have to do with the administrative offices. And right. um, I pit that on not solely on the university it's a fault for pretty much every educational institution i it, that doesn't reflect the quality of education that i received however so i need i need to preface that statement yeah i mean i i don't think that lack of like pride in my college was a shortcoming for me i think i actually really liked um my school aside from like some of the administrative troubles i had too um but yeah i think i think that's it is that like is that all the uh, mistakes and shortcomings you had in your your first semester, or do you think there are any more? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. No. Yeah, so that about wraps it up, guys. Um, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.